0: Welcome to the Zwift SBS podcast. Zwift is the fitness app that turns indoor riding into a game. Explore endless roads, race riders from all over the world, and boost your fitness with monthly training plans and structured workouts. Join the world's training playground where fun is fast. Go to Zwift.com and start your free trial.
1: Bonjour, bonjour, bonjour. Welcome to the Zwift Cycling Central podcast. What a special day today. What a special show we have. Before we start, uh, let me remind you that you can uh, download, stream, or subscribe to our podcast on our website sbs.com.au slash central or log a ride with our friends at Zwift. Joining me, Dave McKenzie, what a day. What a show we have today.
2: It's I'm speechless. Uh, for the first time first, in my life, for the first time much. in 20 days, I'm <laughs> speechless. It was we have, we have seen, we have just witnessed one of the great stages yeah. in the history of the Tour de France.
1: I yelled at Twitter yesterday saying, we are watching history, people. Yeah. We are watching history. We were watching history. We, lo- we love a cliche. Yeah. We just
2: love it. It was brilliant. It was out of the box. Absolutely. It, we expected it to be good and it gave us more, and it gave us everything we wanted. I
1: think some might say that uh, in a previous episode of this podcast, I actually described the scenario to you, and you went, you're mad. Well, you are, well, are mad, we know that. It doesn't mean you But didn't. I wrote that scenario.
2: I oh, no, I want to see... You said you had it on tape. Yeah. Bring the tapes back. Right? <sighs> is, that a, is that a challenge? It, it was... Yeah? It was incredible, it. incredible, wasn't it? Anyway, yeah.
1: before we start, I just had to make a list because I would like to thank all the guests that mm. we had in this series of the, the Tour de France, and it's actually huge. Rupert Guinness, Max Ghosn, Osher Gunsberg, Stuart O'Grady, Matt Goss, Lauren Kitchen, Richie Port, Caleb One, Amanda Spratt, Matthew Kinnan, Brady O'Donnell, Rachel Nylan, Brody Chapman, Scott Sunderland, Baden Cook, Wes Salzberger, John Trevorrow, Matilda Reynolds. A massive thank you. That's 18 guests that we had in this podcast.
2: what a crew. And Maxi Gone, I think he got some strength from us because his football team have made the finals in yeah, the I AFL. Know. So well done, Maxi. Go well.
1: And you know what? We kept the best for last. We
2: did. We do. We have Mike, Tomolaris
1: Tomo with us, joining us on this podcast. Your wish has finally arrived. You are in the Zwift Cycling Central podcast. How are well, you?
0: I can change my bio uh, Twitter handle now and say uh, I haven't hosted the world game or the feed, but I have been on the Zwift uh, Cycling Central podcast. Kick for Tomo.
2: Uh, Yeah, and what an illustrious group of people that you joined, Tomo. Amazing. With Osher Gunsberg, I mean, he's got to sit just about at the top, I think, the host of The Bachelor.
0: Well, let me knock him off the top, all right?
2: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I said in the
1: title here, 25 and counting. uh, This year was always going to be very special for you, Tomo.
0: Oh, yes, 25. Uh, It's been quite an extraordinary uh, career for me. I never thought I would make... uh, two, let alone 25, when I went over for the first time in 1996, uh, it was a dream. I, uh, I made sure that I uh, enjoyed every single day. I didn't really understand the sport um, as well as I do now, obviously, because we didn't have the resources. We didn't have the backing from the network, SBS. Um, I, I remember I, I couldn't see a stage back then. I didn't have a monitor to watch the stages. I had to rely on uh, my English-speaking colleagues from other nations. To, uh, to look at the races. Uh, BBC, Simon Brotherton, for example, who I've become really good friends with the uh, commentator from BBC. So things have changed. And it's been a, a real um, evolution uh, to the point uh, where we are today. We show every stage, every push of every pedal. And I'm very proud at the um, evolution of this tour on SBS over the last, not just for me, 25 years, but 30 years. Yeah, SBS has shown this uh, great race since 1991. So uh, it's it's quite a landmark.
2: It it certainly is. Now, uh, Tomo, I thought without further ado, I think we've got you on just about for the whole show, if you weren't aware. So I thought we better celebrate in style. Now, I've got a bottle of bubbly. I mean, French, of course. So what I'm going to do, Christoph, and you can just keep chatting. I'll get the cork off this thing. I'm going to pour you a glass. I've worked out a way to get you a glass, okay? So just sit tight for a second. Without the bottle. yeah through, yeah. Border, yeah, through yeah, yeah, through COVID restrictions, <laughs> everything. So I'll get to work on this just for a minute. won't take me All long. Right. Yeah. Okay. So you, you mentioned 25,
1: uh, but also SBS is signing on for another 10 years from now. So that was, that is also massively significant, I guess, for you as well.
0: Christoph, there's no other network that I know of that has a relationship with a sporting organisation um, with a contract that runs for 10 years. I mean, you think about it, the AFL, the cricket the nrl french football how long is the contract with the uh, the french broadcaster over there i'm not too sure but the english yeah. premier league normally the normally the deals last for about 3 to 5 years a 10 year deal is unique and it's quite extraordinary and it also illustrates the fact that we have got a wonderful relationship with the aso the race organisers they trust sbs they know that we will, we're will. we the only network in Australia that will give their event the TLC, give the event the passion, the love that we have over the last 30 years. I mean, if this uh, event called the Tour de France was shown on a commercial network, it would be buried. You wouldn't see the start until midnight. Yeah. You'd probably see the last 50 kilometres. Good night. See you later. Uh, Paul won the race, uh, whoever he is, you know. But we, <laughs> give it, we give it the love and affection that it deserves. It's the biggest annual sporting event in the world.
3: Yeah, absolutely. you're absolutely right.
2: Now, on that note, Tomo, I'm going to just walk over to the camera and pass this glass through to you. Yeah. It's some of French's finest.
1: So we're doing everything with special effects here. Are we ready? Okay, you thanks. Uh, yeah, I've got it, Megan. thanks. thanks
2: yeah. <laughs> for <you>. yeah, <laughs> so let's all have a cheer.
1: Let's all have a cheer to this 2020 Tour de France. We got Cheers, Tomo. To Cheers. Let's have a little. All the best. Congratulations to everybody And also a involved. thank you to... Uh, to everyone that has been watching this uh, this um, this podcast over the over the last three weeks, but you know what, guys? We have cycling to talk about. We do, we and, do, and we mentioned that uh, we have seen something extraordinary yesterday—a title league.
2: Pog stuns Rog. This is exactly what we saw yesterday. He stunned Rog, and even though we know he's a superstar, he stunned all of us. Yeah, because he didn't just win; he blasted his way to victory in the stage. Blasted his way into the yellow jersey. We thought it would be tight, didn't we, Tomo? We yeah. thought, if anything, okay, pogacha might win the stage, might get close to the yellow or might even take the yellow, maybe by 10 seconds at the best. But he's done it by 59 seconds. It's Did that, did that surprise you in all your
0: 25 years? It, that surprised me. And uh, also uh, the fact that Richie clawed his way back onto the podium, not back, but he clawed his way onto the podium, Look, last night's stage, in all the 30 years that we've been covering the tour on SBS, I consider last night's stage as the most dramatic in terms of theatre. It was great theatre. It was real television. I mean, some people might argue that Cadell's victory in 2011 still supersedes what happened last night. Um, No, I think in terms of significance for Australians and Australian sport and Australia as a country, Cadell's victory was surely more significant. But in terms of theatre, what we saw last night, I think, is comparable to 1989 when uh, Greg LeMond and Laurent Fignon were separated by just eight seconds. Not 1989 1989 again. He didn't didn't
2: want you to bring it up. I I, I thought I I sent you the memo, don't bring it up. Actually, can we bury that 1989 now? (laughs) I think now, I think we can now bury 89 (laughs) and say this is the greatest. No, we never will. I go with that. I'm with you, though, Tomo. You you hit it on the head. It's the theatre. Last Mm. night, we talk about reality TV. There isn't any. Well, guess what? There is. And it's called the Tour de France. And last (laughs) night, we saw it at its best.
4: Absolutely. Let's listen
2: to it. Teddy Pogacar straight after the win.
4: You can hardly believe it. I don't know. I just, uh, I think I'm dreaming. That's all I really. I don't know what to say. Uh, I'm unbelievable. It's not a dream, you've won it. Yeah, that's. uh, I don't know uh, what to say. Um, I don't know when uh, I will get this, but uh, I'm really, really proud of the team. They they did such a big effort, and uh, the way to to get the yellow jersey on the final day. that was uh, just a dream. We were dreaming that from the start. And, uh, yeah, we, uh, we achieved that. And, and uh, it's just uh, amazing. But today it was you. You were on the bike and you were amazing. Did you have the time gaps? Could you believe it? No, it was not just me. Uh, it was all the team because uh, we did the recon. We, I knew every corner. I knew every pothole on the road. I knew, I knew where to accelerate because it was... Uh, the road uh, that you need to know, and uh, that's. Congrats to all, all, the, all my team, especially to my sport directors and Masur mechanics, and teammates. Yeah, today I just uh, push final in in the end, and uh, yeah, I made it. You had a, you had 57 seconds of a deficit on on Primus. Could you believe that you you could clearly believe that you could beat him? No, no, I. Uh, I was listening to my radio just on the flat part, but then on the climb, I didn't hear any from the radio because the the, the fans were too loud, so I didn't hear anything and no, no time gaps, nothing. I just went deep, uh, I knew I knew the climb very well, so I just went full gas from the bottom to the top. This is a childhood dream? Yeah, this uh, actually my dream was just to be on the Tour de France. And now the dream is, uh, yeah, I'm here and I just won, uh, uh, only one tomorrow the last stage, and this is just unbelievable.
1: This is unbelievable. My job, as I said before, is to chop through those interviews to make them, you know, more digestible. But this, I just couldn't stop it. It's such a great interview. Yeah, 21 years old. He's 22 tomorrow. He just realized he's won the Tour de France, biggest race in the world.
2: He's and Tomo, he is. The race started in 1903. In 1904, so the second ever Tour de France, a man by the name of Henri, Henri Cornet, I'm losing my words here, Henri Cornet was 19 years of age, almost 20. He is the youngest ever. Tadej Pogacar becomes the second youngest ever winner.
0: This is, this not- is off the charts. Maka, he was asked the question, is this your childhood dream? He's still a child. I mean, he's still yeah. carrying puppy <laughs> fat, if you ask me. Look at his face. Yeah. He's just a kid. How can a kid do what he has done over three weeks, three and a half thousand kilometres? It's incomprehensible. And I just saw a message come up on the feed there, and uh, Pogacar will probably, well, is more than likely, I should say, going to rule the Tour for the next 10 years. Well, yeah, it's funny, you know. It's You, you could be right.
2: And but then there's a side – and I thought about this last night, actually, and I thought – there will be all this talk about that. How many can he win? And I thought, let's just celebrate yeah. this one because look at Bernal. We thought Bernal as well. It's true. There's He'll no guarantee now for Bernal, is there? I know, but imagine, imagine the years we had ahead of us. Okay. Oh There's wow. Bogachar,
1: Bernal, Van Aert, Evenepoel eventually, Vanderpool. Yeah. You know, look at this. this we're, we're talking a full generation oh, She's stacked she is. up with. With success, yeah. She, are are you ready for
2: 25 more, Tomo? (laughs) Well, it it, it should see me out, shouldn't it? I'll be 100. I think so. I think I'm 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 happy with the current proceedings. I'll be your sidekick. It's all good, yeah. Yeah. 25, and I'm younger than you, by just a little bit. So, so that's looks like it's running on,
1: it's running on, but it's (laughs) it is,
2: it is what you know what else I love about that, just that interview, and I know it's really small things and you you analyze every word they say, but he's so young, he's so innocent and he Mm. speaks with innocence. He's not speaking with suddenly, look at me, I'm the winner. He's just like, it was actually my childhood dream to ride the race and now I've won it. I can't believe it. There's a good question here, which I want to, to chat about it, but
1: do you think that Aru dropping out of the race so early, letting Pogacar
2: be the sole leader of that team actually helped him win? 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. question from Lou.
0: Yeah, I think so. What do you think, Tomo? I'm not so sure. Look, Aria, Aru has enjoyed a lot of Grand Tour success, and I don't think he wanted to play uh, second fiddle to a 21-year-old. He probably considered Pogaccio a bit of an upstart. What's he doing here? Why is he the team leader? This is his first Grand Tour. I've got history behind me, and I've won a, a couple of Grand Tours. Mm. I'm, I'm out of here.
2: Yeah, yeah. No, but I think... Psychologically and and sort of for the for the team unity, it was good yeah. that Aru went home in the end. Because yes, you can argue. Okay, well we don't have to argue now because we know we can you know that pogachar didn't need that super no. strong team in the mountains. And incidentally, I've never ever agreed with the fact that a team leader necessarily needs strong climbers or you know a team of climbers. Cadel won it without a team of strong climbers. All you've got to be able to do is have a team to protect you and support you throughout the three-week journey. And when you hit the, when the slope goes up, there is no hiding. You're either good enough to go
0: with the leaders or you're not, full yeah, stop. No, and Pogacar no, can, can I just that. say, can I just say, Pogacar won it without uh, a team around him. Roglic, without wanting to sound uh, derogatory, but he lost it with yep. a team of superstars around him.
1: Yeah, yeah that's absolutely. true yes yeah, spot on somebody talking about the team uh, i wanted to bring this footage of inside the uae car yesterday while going up that climb and it's i mean goosebumps yeah goosebumps yeah. Yeah, yeah let's yeah. have a
4: look okay really good today. 600 meters to the bike change get 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 out of
2: the way
4: this is for the Tour de France. Yellow jersey,
2: yellow jersey, polka dot jersey, white jersey. Come on mate, it's all for you. Best time, best time i mean how fantastic is this footage honestly i almost (laughs) want to cry yeah tom i want to cry because i'm so happy for alan piper i mean he has been such a trooper over the years yeah and to see Alan Piper, for those of you who don't know, Alan Piper was in the team car. He's an Australian. He's a former pro. He is one of the pioneers of this great sport for Australia. And there he is celebrating the winner as the lead sports director in the car. That was just brilliant, wasn't it?
0: Mac Christoph, uh, I remember Alan Piper uh, appearing in our first Tour de France coverage uh, when we used to host uh, Daily Highlights uh, packages in 1991. He was there in the first year and uh, – uh, he was there as a super domestique. Uh, in 92, he retired. There were a few tears. In 1993, he returned to Australia and was part of it. Uh, uh, he was an expert commentator.
2: Yeah, it, just talking about Piper, you're, yeah. you're absolutely spot on. And just a couple of other things there. Mark Sargent, who the director of Sportif and, and manager, I think, of Lotto Sudell. Remember, Alan Piper started his directing ki- career... Yeah. A, lot, a long way after finishing yep. pro, he sort of disappeared from the sport. Mark Sargent gave him an opportunity. Mark Sargent overnight on social media said, big congrats, Alan Piper. And Alan Piper replied, this is the class of both these guys. Thank you, Mark, for believing in me. He got a shot with Mark Sargent. And look at that. Now he's the winning sports director of the Tour de France. This is, yeah, it's it's really beautiful, actually. Absolutely. Uh Believe it or not, but there
1: was another race in it, and then we are very involved with it. <laughs> uh, Richie Port creates history. Uh, I mean, Tomo, you've been here for many tours, like we said, 25. You saw Cadell on the podium. You saw Cadell on the top step of that podium. How significant is this in the history of the sport to have Richie Port joining Cadell on the podium?
0: It's fantastic. Uh, I had never thought I would ever see an Australian win the Tour de France, I never thought I would see uh, Richie Porte climb onto the podium and we're going to do that in about 12 hours' time. He deserves it. He has battled hard. He's had injuries, illnesses, uh, crashes. And uh, look, he'll walk away with something. And I said at the start of the Tour de France this year, Richie, despite his efforts, despite uh, his doggedness, he's never enjoyed any success at the Tour. And I'm talking about uh, stage wins or leaders' jerseys. He's only worn the leader jersey once in a Grand Tour, and that was at the Giro when he made his debut way back in 2010. I am so happy for him. Um, you know, he walks down the streets uh, of Launceston, and uh, he's no superstar. They don't carry him on, on their shoulders. He's just one of the lads in that uh, Tasmanian city. And uh, I couldn't be happier for a fellow that's uh, um, offered his services to us in terms of interviews and yeah, and, and like he has said many times he first watched the tour de france in the early 90s as a kid and was inspired by the likes of robbie stewie brad mcgee Cadell evans and so on so it's very significant two australians now have will have will climb onto the podium in the history of the tour and uh, fingers crossed many more to come mm. absolutely let's listen to uh, richie port straight
1: after the finish
5: in the lockdown i didn't think this race is going to happen and then Me being me, the timing to miss the birth of my second child. Uh, You know, my wife said to me, come to the race and and do your best. And if she sees me at the back of the peloton being, you know, sulking, she'll be upset with me. So to come here, be third, um, you know, it's a a massive sacrifice. Maybe the biggest one to miss the the birth of a child. But this is sweet. You know, this is a photo I'll have on the wall uh, when I retire here on the the podium in the tour. I'm just over the moon, you know, it, it feels like a, a victory to me to be third. Look, it's been so many years of you know disappointments, crashes and and whatever, dramas, but you know, we had our dramas here. Um we had the in Leon there with Kenny's bike and then the other day with the puncher. So to you know, come away at the podium, the, the team's been fantastic, you know. It's no secret that I'll be leaving Trek-Segafredo but the way they've gotten around me this year um, and supported me. You know, you had the, the world champion as my bodyguard and and all the boys have, have played their part. So, you know, it's just, just incredible. And Just a word on Pogacar, um, well, taking Roglic to the cleaners, really. Did you see that coming? No, not at all and I mean, those are two, you know, great guys and I mean, Pogacar is a, a huge champion. I think you know it's going to be interesting with Bernal next year. They're the future of the sport, you know. They they really are. So I think it's going to be a, a fantastic uh, tussle next year. And you know, I think Roglic deserved to win the tour, but Pogacar, the the ride he did today is absolutely incredible.
1: One word: raw, raw for Richie. You know that was the that was the hashtag. One for the pool room for him. Definitely that picture is one for the pool room.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know what else I love about it, Tomo? We, we think back to that stage seven crosswinds. He lost one minute and yeah. 20 seconds. And mm-hmm. then he, he, had, he almost had a couple of other mishaps. The double puncher, I think a few days later, he had the, the gravel flat on the second of the Alpine stages. He got back on all of those. But the one minute, 20 seconds that he lost, it doesn't matter. Because it still would not have pushed him into second place overall, so there's no second yeah. guessing. He's finishing third, and that's where he would have finished without that. So, and the other side of it is, Tadej Pogacar was with Richie on that day. Yeah. So Pogacar was also proven the gravel time uh, that the the crosswind time that he lost. No problems. I'll make that up, and he did. But remember,
1: Richie said on this interview after that, he said it's not the end of the world. Yeah, that was his word. 120, not the end of the world. He just proved that right. And we're all jumping up and down. it's <laughs> like, oh, okay, it's
2: not the end of the world. But, oh, mate,
1: we're not too happy. Still a bit tight, you know. Yeah, uh, just to finish on, on this, and then uh, we move on, on to Caleb. Uh, Kat, our lovely uh, producer in, in chief, uh, said UAE took the yellow on day one. Then uh, I've got the yellow uh, up to Paris, and then Christophe is probably going to do a job, you know, down to Paris, down the line. UAE has been dominating
0: that tour, whether we like it or not. <laughs> And just on Alan Piper, um, um, he, yeah. he's just running connection for a couple of reasons. Pogaccia, obviously, is the team director, but also he did uh, mentor Richie at uh, BMC just a couple of years ago. And Richie will be on the podium. Alan, I think, uh, deserves this victory just as much as Pogaccia and deserves third place as well, just as much as Richie Port, I believe.
2: Yeah, you're spot on. And it's just proof in the pudding, isn't it? that... Yeah. Alan Piper's left left his sort of thumbprint on a number of teams and a number of riders. And, yeah, the, the riders that have worked under him, of you know, they've all spoken really highly of him and his sort of meticulous way of he goes about things. So yeah. uh, that's great. Absolutely. Uh, so
1: you've noticed uh, today, Tomo, I'm 100% Australian. I'm not just 100% French. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a bit prouder to be Australian today because we also have Caleb Ewan, which is a good story of, uh, of this Tour de France. Is definitely eyeing. A- Paris. Mm. Um, let's have a listen to Calibouin after the, the time trial and then we'll debate on, on his performance. It was really, really hard.
5: Uh, yeah, I knew I had to, well, I'm really bad at time trials and uh, obviously I don't want to get time cut the day before Paris. So I had to go full and uh, yeah, hopefully I make time cut now. The last time he here is like, super steep. So uh, I think it was better to go with uh, a lighter bike and just uh, yeah, a normal climbing bike than a time trial bike. I don't do so much training on the time trial bike, so it's not very comfortable for me. So,
3: yeah, I think it was a good choice for me.
1: There you go, Uh, Tomo. Caleb is just a star, and it's only the beginning of what we can expect from him.
3: Christophe, I was always
0: confident, despite the fact that there were only two Australians starting the Tour de France, which was a very low number, I was always confident that Caleb and Richie would would, uh, make headlines. Caleb will walk away with two at least, possibly three. And that'll lift his total if he wins tonight to six uh, in two years. And Rich, as we know, will be on the podium. So it doesn't matter how many riders from Australia start the Tour de France, we punch above for a country that's so far away. Um, and I'm, I'm so happy for, for for the pair of them. And uh, Caleb, I think, has got a big future. It took Robbie McEwen three years, three solid years, before he won his first stage of the Tour. And that was at the end of 1999. Caleb... He's gonna be around a long, long time. He's what is he, 25, 26? So uh, he may supersede. He may pass Robbie's record of twelve. Let's not look too far into it. But Robbie, let me tell you, Mac, you know him better than most. He is shaking in his boots already.
2: <laughs> he is. We, we were giving we were poking him a little bit last yeah. year, weren't we, Robbie? <laughs> when Caleb won his third, we said are you getting a bit nervous? He's like, Oh, you know, I'll be fine. I think he's getting a bit more nervous now. But realistically, tonight we can
1: have Caleb Ewan on the podium as a stage winner. This is what we hope. Mm -hmm. And it's totally reasonable to think this because he won that stage last year. So -hmm. let's not forget that. So we could have Caleb on the podium and then, of course, Richie on the podium. That's massively significant.
0: I had to put an emphasis on it, Christophe, but uh, there are no Frenchmen in the uh, top 10. There is one in the top 20. And I'm led to believe that uh, a couple of the French guys are still on the course. um, (laughs) that correct?
1: (laughs) Oh, we, we can laugh because I'm 100% Australian today, I told you.
2: Yeah, so I'm <laughs> yeah, diverting yeah, all those yeah. discussions. Oh, he's sledging already. Look, I didn't, I, didn't, I didn't put him up to this. I, 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 in fact, I told him, I said, no sledging. Come on, be nice. Be nice. Uh, uh, one of the revelations of this tour
1: is this guys, Your yeah. orange jersey is
2: Hershey. Mark and Hershey. Mark he's Hershey. my orange. He had to be, I think. He's the orange jersey for the whole tour. Yeah, yeah. And, and the most combative. Third on a stage, second on a stage. That stage win was brilliant, obviously. Then he was almost staring down the barrel of another one, and it wasn't meant to be. He crashed on the descent. It was an, wasn't a nice finish, him crashing, but Kwiatkowski, of course, and Carapaz crossing the line together on that day, winning. Kwiatkowski was the one who awarded it. But Mark Hershey, Tomo, wow. What, what will he do in the next few years? Is he going to be a classics rider, one-day specialist? Maybe he'll be a GC guy. He could do
0: anything. Uh, he was really one of many of the new wave riders that we saw this year. Don't forget uh, Wout van Aert. He's got so much potential. For me, he was the highlight rider, along with Hershey as well. Um, there was a couple of others that I just can't think of. Oh, the, the Danish guy that won two stages, uh, Krah Anderson, oh, Sorry, Anderson. Yeah. Um yeah. It just was an exciting, fresh Tour de France for many reasons. And Pogacar's I, win tonight it just capped it all off.
1: Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Let's uh, catch up with uh, Matt Winston. A slight comment, because they knew Hershey was good from the beginning. Yeah. It's from the development of Sunweb. And we just want to emphasize that, yes, there's the limelights on the yellow jersey. This is the Pogdium. You know, we call this this Pogdium. You've got pocket in pretty much all the jerseys, but the green. But behind this, Sunweb's did a, a great work. But Hershey is not a surprise for Sunweb. Let's have a listen to Winston.
5: For for us in the team it's not been a a super surprise, he's come up through our development team, Um, he was the under 23 world champion when he was part of our development team and and he's just carried on that natural progression that I guess we would expect from such a young talent and we're we're obviously really really happy with where he's at and and what he's doing Um, but he's a revelation to the cycling world but we always kind of believed in him and we knew that was bubbling for the last couple of years.
1: Seriously, their new Sunweb is
2: very interesting as a as a, as a team because they've got so much potential in the years to come. And they they don't have the budget, do they, Tomo, of no. you know, the, the bigger, more fancy teams. But they and, and not a team of superstars. On the start line, we're all jumping up and down that they didn't select Michael Matthews. Well, you know, I must say I'll eat my words because they obviously made the right
0: call with their team selection. So three stage wins, that's pretty good. They can see talent uh, and uh, I won't say they risk uh, on on the talent that they purchase, but they develop the youngsters, don't they? And they believe in the Michael Matthews was a a product of that uh, philosophy as well. Full marks to them. They're not a team of superstars, but they're a superstar team as a combination.
1: Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, believe it or not, uh, we are, you know, super pleased, uh, about this, uh, this win. You're right. There's no French, uh, riders on the top 10. I think that's been quite a while. Still, Ala Philippe didn't write. <coughs> Hello,
3: uh,
1: uh, Tomo said is that a surprise Yes it's a surprise It's actually a surprise yeah. for Ala Alaphilippe And for Pino
2: And uh, yeah that's my two major surprises I'm I'm disappointed for Pino yeah. Big time and, and it's it's off the back of last year Tomo I really thought he was going to be Well he was the only one that I thought That would challenge Bernal And then this year he's come back He looked good But he, that crash obviously hampered him Guillaume Martin He still rode a great race Yep yeah. But, uh, but Al- And the other thing with Alaphilippe, based off last year, we expected the same. He still won a stage and he still wore the yellow jersey. And he said it actually, I didn't
1: believe him, but I said it at the beginning that he was not targeting this. He's targeting the World Championship and he's targeting he's targeting yeah. Flanders. He I said this at the it, beginning. It. This is where his targets are. You
0: don't believe him? I don't believe it. Um, I think uh, success at the Tour de France is much more important for a Frenchman particularly of Julian Alaphilippe's ilk, than uh, to win the World Championships, which is a one-day event. It's a lottery. There are no guarantees. The Tour de France, can correct me if I'm wrong, Christophe, is the race for Alaphilippe. No, I totally
1: agree. This is why I'm disappointed mm. uh, with the performance because a top 10 or a top 5 would have been
2: expected from him, really. If, well, if he wins the worlds in a week's time, we and Far away, it is right here on the SBS network. But if he does win the worlds in a we, week's time, we forget time, it's this. Consolation. Consolation. We forget yeah, this. We we'll this. We'll delete the times if he wins. Yeah. <laughs> Let's talk about the Giro Rosa.
1: Mm. Uh, because Giro Rosa is the other massive race that has been on SBS. Mm-hmm. There's a lot more to come on the Giro Rosa over the next few years, I hope, on, on SBS. Uh, but this year, we've seen a fantastic race.
2: Uh, we've we've seen a great race. Some disappointments from an Australian perspective, yeah. obviously with Anamiek van Vlerten, the Dutch lady, superstar, riding for the Australian outfit. And, of course, our very own Amanda Spratt. They crashed out when they were in a fantastic position with Anamiek in the lead. So then it changed hands. I think Newadoma took the lead for a day. Anna van Der Bregen, though, on the final stage yep. overnight, she has come out on top and she's actually won. It's her third Giro Rosa victory. Yep. Let's have a look at the, the finish of the stage nine and the finish of the Giro Rosa yesterday.
3: Looks like Niamh Fisher black is the one to open it up. Bye. Levita Muzic onto the back wheel of the New Zealander. Katia Ragusa on the wheel of the French rider. But Need Fisher Black, 200 metres to go. Somebody is going to have a memorable victory on the final stage of the Giro Rosa. Need Fisher Black, New Zealand national champion, riding for a keep car. They've had a wonderful Giro. Are oh, they going to seal it off with a victory? Evita Muzik is coming round. She's looking for a first pro victory and she's going to do it. Evita Music wins stage nine. In the final few kilometres, there goes Cecily Uthrup-Ludwig, longo Borghini alive to the danger. She's hooked onto the wheel. Two seconds is what's needed, but Elisa longo Borghini is not giving Uthrup-Ludwig a centimetres worth of tarmac. Great riding from Longo Borghini and is that the final throwdown from Uthrup Bloodvig? Anna van der Bregen not taking any chances. Does the FDJR rider have anything left to give? She is leaving it all out there but I think that might be it for Cecily Uthrup Ludwig. Great riding from Longo Borghini and she may have seen off the best that the Danish rider has to offer, Elisa Longo-Borghini. There goes Ottrop Ludwig again, but Longo-Borghini alive to the danger. She will finish on the podium, but Anna van der Bregen has won her third Giro Rosa. Is there anything
2: the Dutch can't win? Yeah, they're pretty good. And you know? just to explain that, that there was a, actually a big breakaway yeah. that won the stage. So it was a Vita Muzik, the French... Woman from FDJ, where uh, we've got a couple of Australians on, and then you saw that battle, um, really, Vandenberg, and all she had to do was follow the top two with her, and she did that comfortably. But what a tough race, tough tour, and, again, great to actually have some coverage. Yeah, um, absolutely.
1: It. And I guess for you as well, Tomo, cycling has changed so much, and then it's great that SBS, and thanks to actually Ken Sheep as well, uh, the big, big boss of, uh, of sport at SBS, is watching uh, this program as well. Uh, I just want to thank him as well because SBS is investing
0: a lot in women's cycling. Well, you know, in the 30 years, it doesn't matter who the MD was and all of uh, the predecessors before uh, James Taylor, who is the managing director, uh, the bosses have believed in the product. It's taken 30 years to get to where we are today, but advertisers and sponsors always clamor over each other to be a part of the Tour de France Pie um, in terms of advertising on SBS, and look, you know, the breakthrough. It was a breakthrough year, I believe, this year. Sure, we weren't over there, but I think the quality of the production um, increased as a result of us building the studio from the ground up this year. I thought it added so much. Our coverage, what it didn't add, maker it was being over there and and uh, relaying and translating what the tour is all about in terms of energy, colour, noise and uh, of course the stories behind the race and uh, you have brought us that over the years but what i'm really proud of this year as well is to listen to females women talk about a men's race um like bridie o'donnell and rochelle Gilmore. that is really breakthrough material bridie's um, done a wonderful job so articulate so intelligent and she gets the point across and uh, uh, that is something that the uh, commercial networks could possibly look at as well for their sporting events. But uh, I'm very proud of the way this event is is just increasing in in, in prestige and, and and production. And uh, as you can hear, I'm I'm very passionate about what we've done over the last 25 for me and 30 years for the network. Absolutely, I, yeah. I
1: think you're a bit like me. If you cut your veins, there's a, a bit of SBS dripping in the blood as well. Yeah. Yeah. Look, that look. <laughs>
2: I love I love all this washy talk, gentlemen. I agree with all of it. But Tomo. I, I'm presuming because we've had such a bumper a year, next year we've got the chopper, correct? We'll be, we'll be <laughs> choppering from finish line to hotel. Is it happening Mate? or not? Hey, listen, you,
0: have, you obviously haven't seen the SBS budgets. Uh, there's no chopper. There's no car spot for me in the car park, yeah. let alone a chopper. You're talking it up. You talk. You can't do that. You, you talk
2: it up. I'm thinking, okay, the helipad is being built. Okay, finally, finally. No, okay, yeah. all
1: right, all right. Stage 21, because there's still a bit more cycling yep. happening tonight. Uh, we are heading to Paris. Uh, we know that uh, the final part of the stage, and there's always the procession where the riders are, you know, mm, sipping a bit of champagne. champagne. Yep. I mean, genuine question to you, the uh, the former rider. Um, what is the buffer? For a team not to attack another one, if it was twenty seconds, if it was ten seconds, would that be
2: game on? Yeah, I would think so. I would have thought if, 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 as we said earlier, if Pogacar only went into today's stage with ten or twenty seconds, it would have been game on, and they would have said, Yumbo Vizma would have said to them, I think they would have said, "It's game on. There's no champagne. Yeah, we're not, we're not doing champagne, or you're not doing champagne. We're racing you from the gun." But fifty nine
0: seconds. They won't find it. They won't find it. I, I asked Mark Renshaw that same question. Ten seconds, and he said no. It uh, should never be a race, even if it's ten seconds. That being the case, I wonder if uh, the ASO will think about having a an individual time trial on the Champs Elysees on the final stage, just like they did in nineteen eighty nine when Greg Lemond beat Laurent Fignon. <laughs> I
1: am waving my hand here because I actually have a direct line to Christian Prudhomme. I had that chat with him, and it's never going to happen again. Never happen. He again. said it's never going to happen again. One because I mentioned it, but <laughs> but now secondly, it's because it's actually not nice. It's not beautiful to end the Tour de France with an empty Champs-Elysees and one rider. in
2: it it's absolutely not festive. It's absolutely not what the Tour de France is really? all about. It- Ever, ever up and again. Jokes aside, and jokes aside, they got away with it, with that Le yeah. fignon yeah. because it was so tight, the battle. But you're right. If there was a one-minute 30 advantage and you finish with an individual time trial, it'd be boring, Yeah, I think. <laughs> but I disagree with Mark Renshaw's comments about, like, if it's 10 seconds, just to go back a, a, a moment, when Lance Armstrong didn't win the tour, yeah. but <laughs> one of those ones that he didn't win, of- <laughs> and he and Jan Ulrich were going into the final day, Tomo. You'd remember this. And they were separated by about 50 seconds. And Stuart O'Grady was sprinting Zabel for the green points jersey yes, as well. 2001. So at, the intermediate sprint, at the intermediate sprint, Lance and Ulrich sprinted for it. And they were separated at that point by 50 seconds.
0: And that was the so, day when uh, Stewie lost the green jersey. He wore green from memory on the final day. Correct me if I'm wrong, Macca. Is, or was right. It was the ultimate day. Um, I think, well, he, it, was, it was very close. He he, yeah. he did
2: wear the green up until right near the end, yeah. For several
0: days, and yeah, he was denied that opportunity. Eric Zabel picked up the green jersey in Paris. Um, yeah, I, got to, I really don't know how to answer that one, but um, it's always been exciting, hasn't it? Yeah. But
1: what are we about to see tonight? We're about to see a procession and a celebration of the youth winning at a Tour de France.
2: We will. We will. We'll see that. We will see the procession. We'll enjoy it. We'll love it. And then and then we will see a battle royale between the sprinters, I think, Tomo. Yeah, and we'll join them in a little bit of uh, bubbly, shall we? we well, yeah. I've already, I, my glass is already empty. I'm for a <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't surprise me, Macca. <laughs> Well, You know, when we, we get excited. We can't be on the shops. We've got to be able to celebrate a little bit. Uh, before we go, I like
1: two comments I want to say. Uh, the owner of Jumbo, the supermarket, uh, so it's a supermarket in the Netherlands. The owner of Jumbo is actually in France racing the 24 Hours Le Mans. So he He's wa- racing it. He's actually racing He's the car as we speak in the car. Uh, and he was planning to, after the race, use the chopper and be on the Champs-Élysées to celebrate the team. I don't think he's going yeah, to do the He's cancelled the chopper. He yeah, he's so cancelled the chopper. So we wish him all the best, but I don't think we'll see him uh, on the that he's Not it?
2: this year. Maybe in the future, though. I yeah, think absolutely. in the future. Yep.
1: And then last comment I want to do is a big shout-out to my best mate, Johan van Onwerpen. You see him on screen now. He's the guy with the beard. And I, I just want to put him in and say a big shout-out because he's actually been sending me a lot of photos and, and stuff from the Planche de Belfi. And this is what I love about Europe. They were playing tennis. Two days before the Planche de Belfi, they just went, That's going to be an amazing. In the Netherlands. In the Netherlands, yeah. in The Hague. And they went, That's going to be an amazing stage. Stop it. Let's go. Yeah. And they took him to the car. 10
2: hour drive. Yeah. So about that. Yep. And
1: then they went and then they were on the slide. So
2: this is what Europe is all about. Yeah. Like, you got to love it, don't you? You got to love it. And <laughs> passion. yeah, yeah, yeah. It is. It's absolutely brilliant. But he, I mean, you've got about five best mates. We've yeah. had this discussion <laughs> before. <laughs> You're out of four. They're <laughs> not going to be happy with this, you realize. Pretty hey, really, really loose with this best mate thing, I'm saying.
0: Maca and Christophe. And just uh, don't forget, the next tour de France is just nine months away. So it's going to come oh. around very, very quickly. Pogacar will be 22 and uh, three quarters, still young enough uh, to uh, to continue his reign. Um, yeah, look, I'm just looking forward to the next one, which is uh, so, so close. I was going to say something else, but I've just lost my train of thought. And, uh, but it's, I've already started lining the shirt.
2: I've started ironing my shirts already, Tom. I just send yours down. I'll get those pressed as well. We're good to go. I think. Yeah. Uh, Thank you,
0: and, uh, Remember. Can I not just, uh, uh, just say the Zwift the- podcast has been exceptional. I've been tuning in uh, every now and again and uh Zwift, what a what a supporter of, of world cycling and SBS and the, the personalities that you rattled off at the beginning of the broadcast. Some great names there. So, congratulations, Christoph! Congratulations, Marco! You've done a great job, and you've entertained us. Entertained us when um, most of us are, are sleeping after about eleven or midnight. We can't watch the end of the race, but we can talk about it through the Swift podcast. So, well done to you guys! Uh, Thank awesome. You. Thanks, Thank you, you so Thank
1: you. Thank you for joining us. Actually. Uh, and yeah, this is the end of the the show for today. Before we go, let me remember remind you that you can uh, download, stream, or subscribe to this podcast on our website sbs.com.au/slash cycling central or logger rides with our friends at Zwift. And then before we go completely, I just want to say a big thank you to you, the audience, because your comments have been brilliant. Uh, we've yeah. been trying to go through some
2: of them, but today it's just been crazy. There's been so many comments, yeah, yeah. Uh, a big shout out to the couch, absolutely. too. absolutely. There's two things. The cyclists are nothing without TV and they're nothing without the fans. And we know that the crowds on the side of the roads and you, the crowds so, at home. Big, big thank you. Big, big shout, shout out, out to everyone.
1: That's been, thank you very much. And hopefully we'll see you a bit later on in the year uh, for the podcast. And next year, hopefully, yeah. hopefully on the roads of yeah. the Tour de France. Bye for now.
0: Before we go, a quick shout out to Zwift, the fitness app that turns indoor riding into a game. Getting started on Zwift is easy. All you need is a bike, a trainer, and the Zwift app, and you're ready to go. Explore endless roads, race riders from all over the world, and boost your fitness with monthly training plans and structured workouts.
5: Join the world's training playground, where fun is fast. Go to
2: Zwift.com and start your free trial.